Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. I spoke earlier today to Stephen Stewart, who's the CEO of Orfiners Resources, TSXV listed, Gold Explorer with multiple assets. And if you want to hear our thoughts on the conversation and uh, the assets and the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club where you can also find detailed company reports, commentary from market experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies. There's also training videos. There's also summaries of other interviews that we have done just to save you a bit of time. And of course, there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. So do go along and sign up for that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Stephen, how are you doing, sir? Doing well, Matt, and yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. I mean, we saw you recently, but under a, a, a different guise. You're here to talk about all finders today. Is that right? Absolutely. Very, very pleased to update uh, you and your listeners on everything we've been doing. I think we spoke in, in May and lots has happened. Yeah, really, really has. Um, but uh, first of all, the pleasantries. Are you well? How have you been? I'm doing excellent. I think um, I'm very happy, as we were just discussing. It's uh, a lot of people, including our shareholders, have made a lot of money. So that just makes it a little more fun. There you go. So Lovely. I can't complain. And it's a beautiful day here in Toronto. It's nearly 20 degrees and it's uh, you know the middle of November, Celsius. Uh, it's unusual. So uh, we're enjoying every day here. And uh, of course, uh, how's it being a dad? It's been the, it's been the best year of my life. There you go. As well said. Well said. Okay. Well, look, let's um, let's kick it off. Give us a woman overview of Ore Finders. So we haven't talked about it, as you say, since uh, May, and then I'll pick it up from there. So Ore Finders is a um, a mature, multifaceted, multi-asset exploration and development company that's focused on gold, and focused it within the Abitibi, specifically the Kirkland Lake camp of, of Ontario. Uh, it's backed by it's it's led by myself. And, back, and I'm backed by a team of people who are committed, uh, very knowledgeable, and care about our shareholders and care about what we do. And what we're trying to do is, is make a discovery and, and also delineate uh, and expand the existing resources that we have. Okay, great. Well, if you remember back in May, well, I quite like this story because you're one of the very few, a handful of companies that had actually written a business plan, which in mining is as rare as hen's teeth. So, um, you know, we, we talked then about what you were setting out to do. Um, and I want to today kind of work out if you've been able to do that. But let's talk about some of the things that happened, um, you know, since we talked. So you've raised $5.5 million. Uh, why did you go for that amount and where did you get it? Well, we got it. We did a broker deal and uh, we got it from a lot, a lot of institutions came in, some retail. It was way oversubscribed. And uh, I think it, the timing was right. Um, as you sort of alluded to, we spent the last five years positioning ourselves for, let's just call it this time, acquiring assets that checked all the boxes that we were looking for in the right neighborhoods out of distress situations. So building that portfolio with the eye that when the time was right, we pivot and we have pivoted um, and, and, and look to raise additional capital as we did at, with the 5.5 and look to put it into the ground. Uh, I, I, at this point in time, I'm all about uh, the drill results, putting um, steel into the ground and finding a discovery. Uh, that's our focus. We've been, and, and our business plan stated that many years ago when we've you know, updated throughout, but the message has always been the same. Um, let's, 
we have to listen to the market. Timing is very important. The timing is now for, for discovery, and there's a lot of pent-up demand. Okay, and like, I don't want to go over old ground. If people can look at the link below to the last interview, um, you're on a tight ship. GNA's, you know, more than acceptable. Um, I'm interested in what you're going to do with it. Um, but it will bring bring you back to you do have multiple assets, and that, that was the kind of bit that kind of seemed to me the complicating factor there. And you, I know you kind of laid it out for me, but can you just kind of again for people new to this, just run us through how many assets you've got? And more importantly, can we end up on where you're going to be focusing your time, money, and effort, please? Sure. We've got three physical assets, so three land packages. The one that we're drilling on today is called the Knight Project. It's in the Shining Tree Camp, which is just west of Kirkham Lake. Uh, we've got the Morado Project, which was our original asset in Orb Finders. It's got about a 500,000-ounce resource. It's just it's in the Kirkham Lake uh, Camp proper. It's just south of Macassa. We've got the McGarry uh, Mine which we acquired for about a million dollars a couple of years ago. Uh, it's right beside, it's in the KL camp, it's right beside adjacent to the Kerr-Addison, which was a world-class mine in its day. Uh, we've got three equity positions. Uh, we own 18% of Mustango River Resources. We own about 9% of QC Copper and Gold. And we own about 26% of a company called American Eagle Gold, which is private. And we're gonna spin it off and, and dividend out uh, a significant portion of those shares out directly to ore finder shareholders. And then last, of course, we can't forget about our cash. It's our last asset. We've got round figures, $6.5 million in our bank account today. In addition to uh, obviously that the working capital that generated that comes from those equities. Okay, but you're not a portfolio company. I appreciate that you hold positions in Mustang Go and uh, American Eagle Gold, et cetera, but you're not about that. You, what are you going to be focusing? The, the, what I'm interested in, like five point, well, whatever, six point five million bucks. It's, 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 it's nice. You can do a lot with that, but at the same time, it's not a lot of money. So, where, how are you, how are you portioning that in terms of where it gets spent? I get the in the ground bit, but which assets? So right now we're drilling on our night project. Uh, we announced that we started about uh, 45 days ago a 10,000 meter program on on that program. After the financing, we doubled it. We are from five to 10,000 meters. Uh, last week, we came out with the first drill hole. We've got probably 25, 30 drill holes coming. We came out with the first one. Why? Because we hit it and we hit a nice, wide, juicy intersection on that first hole. It's uh, the, the night project is composed of many different zones. In particular, the primary focus right now is the Tyranite mine, which was a former producing mine, was operated in the 80s, got a shaft, got a head frame, got all that infrastructure in there. And it only operated uh, or mined until the 300 meter level. So what we did is we, we drilled 200 meters below that. So the first hole was at uh, intersected 500 meters depth and intersected uh, 14 meters at 4.2 grams per ton. True width was about 11, uh, 11 grams. There's high grade shoots in between there. What that did is that created a brand new zone that's 200 meters uh, that you know you can imply has uh, has that sort of widths and grade throughout. So that sort of model, we think like that is what groups like Richmond did at Island. That's what uh, West Dome has done at Kena. These are former producing mines. Uh, they're in the abitivity. They're vertical ore bodies. Okay. And they, they tend to go very, very deep. And so the Tyranite's only been tested up to 300 meters until we went to 500 meters. On our first hole, we get this very wide intersection. Holes two, three, four, and five are going to be testing uh, even further in depth. We want to see how deep these things go. Uh, Macassa, of course, goes to two and a half kilometers. And it's just, you know, up the street, proverbially speaking. So it's 
that's the potential that lies here. We're very excited about what, what that uh, hole opened up. And then what's a bonus on that particular hole, once we exited that, that shear zone, okay, that our targeted area, we pushed the hole another 60 meters, and then we hit something completely new, a discovery, in fact. Uh, and a cyanite, uh, gold mineralized cyanite ore body. Uh, it's those types of ore bodies are well known in the Abitibi. In fact, uh, the Young Davidson mine, which is Alamos's flagship mine, 40 kilometers to the north, is an, is a cyanite deposit. That mineralization was not known in our property. We hit it uh, a pretty wide zone at uh, eight meters, maybe nine meters. So the grade was about two grams, so not super high. But this this adds so much complexity to. The, the, the mineralization as we now are starting to re-understand it on that property and opens up cyanite targets on, on the night project, which is something. Else. Okay, so talk to me about that because you've said to me before, you're not a mind builder, okay? No, no desire to be that, but you've got to make yourself attractive to people who are. Um, so you're, you're, not, you're not concerned at all by 500, 600 meter depths uh, in terms of, um, you know, because I, I noticed like one result here was between 615, 630 meters. That's normal for that region. People shouldn't be put off by that. And are those grades normal for that region? Absolutely. So that's, you know, 700 meters down hole. So vertically, you know, when you do the geometry, it's, it's 500 meters from surface. Uh, but that is completely normal. And again, the, these things, a lot of these old former producing mines just scratch the surface. 300 meters of the tyranite, that's, that's extremely shallow. We're talking about depth stuff. And again, I can reference all sorts of mines that go to kilometer, two kilometers, three kilometers in the Abitibi. That's how these things work. So the depth should not be of concern. And that grade, uh, four grams, I think that is uh, very interesting, okay? I mean, sure, I would have loved it to have been, you know, an ounce per ton over 14 meters. Uh, but that the, the four grams was very consistent with, with that, what that mine produced historically. I believe the historic grade out of that mine was five grams per ton. If you want to go for another reference, let's talk about the Young Davidson. 40 kilometers to the north, that's that cyanide deposit. What are their average grades? 2.5, okay? But they've got, they've got tons. They've got width. Uh, they're mining 8,500 tons a day out of the Young Davidson. So if you, and, and if you can get these zones, if we can get 11, 12, 15 meter zones, uh, that's mineable, okay? So we're, we're talking about you know, bulk tonnage underground type operation. That's the potential that I see this, uh, this, this tyrannite having. It, it's, these things happen in sort of narrow zones, but at certain points in time, they, they, they can, if you're lucky, they bulge out. And that's what I think we found there. So I think investors should, should pay close attention to what happens on our subsequent holes. Can we maintain that width? Can we get it bigger? If we get it bigger, then, then this starts to get, when I say bigger, wider uh, at depth. This starts to get really interesting. Okay, so again, even if you were to spend all of your six point five million, which you won't, on this thing, what's it? What's it? Are you going to be able to get this asset night, the night asset, to a point where someone is interested, or are you going to have to go and raise more money to drill more holes? So, I guess the question is, what do you need to do to make this attractive enough to to bring someone in to make them go ah? This, this, is, this is going to be economic. I understand what we've got here. It's simple. We've just got to keep our heads down and, and keep on delivering results. It's as simple as that. We've got six and a half million bucks in the bank. Okay, that's not, we're not, we're, we're not Osisco. Okay, we don't have, you know, $200 million in the bank. But six and a half million bucks allows us to do a lot of damage. That's at $100 a meter. That's 65,000 meters. Um, so we're in good shape. I mean, we couldn't deploy that in 2020, I don't think, if we wanted to. So for now, we're not worried about raising any more capital. If we needed it, it's there. 
I have absolutely no doubt in my mind we could raise as much, not, not as much capital as we wanted, but sufficient capital to execute our, our more plans. If this tyrannite mine and the, and, and the, and the mineralization at depth continues, um, then maybe we do want to expand it exponentially in terms of drill program. That is a possibility. Uh, but right now we're just continuing with the existing plan. We've got four or five more holes coming on the tyrannite, and then there are uh, substantially more holes on different areas of the tyrannite as well. So there's lots of activity forthcoming on on the tyrannite. Right. But I guess what I'm trying to get get at, Stephen, is your 30 million market cap company. Okay, Th that's where you are today. So and there's lots of companies of of, of that scale. I appreciate it's been a sort of interesting ride for you, um, definitely this year. But it has been for lots of people. Okay. What what are the constraints? as a 30 million market cap company with six odd million bucks to spend. And, and what, are they, what are the goals? Because you've got multiple assets here. In fact, maybe we should talk about some of them you know, in terms of what else you're doing on this, because you may be monetizing or creating value elsewhere, which will allow you to focus on, on night. But I'm trying to get the order of play here from you. So you've got McGarry, you've got Mustango, you've got Murado, and obviously night we've been talking about. So. How do, you, how do you bundle all of that together and work out, right, we need, we need some more capital in here. Do we go, just go and raise that in the market? Dilution, shareholders are a bit worried about that. Do, can we drill and create value, in which case you can raise cheaper money down the line? Or do you get rid of one or more of the other assets? What, what's going on in your head? Well, I'm not, uh, all else equal, I'm not a seller uh, just yet of any of our assets. Okay, I think um, I'm a buyer, not a seller. Um, we are, as I've stated in the, in the past, I'd be interested in selling or finders when the time is right. The time is not now. I think we're too early in the cycle, the macro cycle. I do think M&A is coming uh, quite aggressively down the road. It's inevitable. And I do think we're early in what we set out to do in developing our projects. Now, to answer your question, how are we going to do it? You know, it's, the answer is a systematic approach. First things first is the night project. We're going to be drilling there well into Q1. Thereafter that, uh, probably towards the end of this year, we'll have an announcement on our McGarry project. And we are gonna be drilling, uh, we're, we're probably gonna have a 10,000 meter drill program on, on that project. Uh, at that point in time, probably towards January, February, we'll, we will have had the time to digest and understand better the results we've received on night. And then we can make intelligent decisions at that point in time. Uh, but for now, we're staying the course with night. Uh, we know exactly what we want to do on McGarry, but we don't want to overload ourselves with uh, drill programs. We want to do it one at a time, um, and we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. It's it's uh, this is a marathon. It's not a it's not a sprint, and so and uh, we've got more targets um, than we can realistically drill right now. So it's really just doing it, triaging it. So we thought the night offered us the best bang for our buck, the best ROI for our shareholders. Focus our attention there get the meters out of the ground, model it, understand it, um, and, then, and then make intelligent decisions based on the information available. Your shares, so share price, roughly where it was when we spoke, um, it's been fairly erratic, right? Gold's doing you know, its thing, it's come back again. Um, do you think people are paying attention or understand your story or is it just too complicated because of all these moving no, parts? I do think people are paying attention more so now than ever. Um, you know, we the that financing brought a lot of attention to us, Mustango and our position in that, uh, and the fact that it's drilling next to the world's highest grade gold mine, Macassa, that brings a lot of attention. I think uh, I've been on the media circuit a lot 
trying to generate attention because it is very difficult to stand out amongst the crowd of a thousand juniors or whatever it is. And so, um, you know, advertising our business is important. Uh, but I, I do think we're gaining attention. It is erratic. Uh, there's no question about it. People want in, people want out. Uh, you know, a year ago, we were, um, you know, probably four, four cents. I think our 52 high low is, <coughs> excuse me, is four cents to 25, 26 cents. I mean, you know, you got to be able to stomach the volatility in this industry. Um, you know, does that mean that our company is worth, uh, you know, six, seven times relative to four cents? You know, I don't know. That's for the market to decide, not me. But, um, you know, we don't control the, 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 the stock market per se. Uh, we just focus at this point in time, we're just focused on executing our plan. We've got the money in the bank. We're not looking to go to the market unless there was a, an absolute fantastic situation that came across our door that our cost of capital was, was super low. But, you know, again, we never say never, but that's not our focus. It's just about execution. That, that's, the, that's the game plan. It's execution. Okay, I'm going to come. Back. I'm going to ask this question again. I'm determined to get an answer sure. out of you, which is, <laughs> which which is, how much more money do you think you need mm -hmm. to spend on night to get people, and I'm talking maybe your next door neighbors, interested in you? I think that on night project, I think maybe I don't have to spend any more money. I literally, watch this these next few drill holes, and the money's been spent. It's the core is out of the ground. We're 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 splitting it in half and sending it to the assays these next drill holes are going to say a lot. So if we can open up, you know, we've already opened it up 200 meters from, from the workings. If we can open it up another 100 meters, 200 meters, and show that this thing continues that depth, we got, we got an awful lot of attention. And that's, that's from the retail market, but that's also from our neighbors. Okay. So, uh, and, and, there are, and there is attention from our neighbors. So, you know, I, I will go on the record without getting specific. A lot of people are starting to look. Uh, I think M&A is, again, to repeat myself, absolutely inevitable it's coming no question about it we see sparks i think it's been delayed because of covid nobody can go and kick the tires but all of these guys are are wondering you know first of all they've got they're printing money more than the fed right they, literally they, they're the, the margins are just absolutely phenomenal uh, dividends is the name of the game for now that's because what institutional money is is demanding but inevitably they are going to be forced to look at their growth profiles over the next three to five years, and they've been depleting their resources. And I think when they do look to, to replenish the reserves, they're coming back to the additivity. Look at Yamana. Yamana just acquired Monarch. I think that was a wise deal on both parts. I think it was early, okay, uh, early in the game for both sides. But why I love that deal is because we've got another major now competing in the additivity. And I think I think it's just getting started. I think and, and not and that's a that's a quote unquote Canadian major with not a lot of exposure to Canada, but you know, they're headquartered here in Toronto. We're gonna see a lot of foreign companies that don't have direct asset exposure or even head office exposure come here. We've seen it with Evolution, uh, we've seen it with Saint Saint Barbara. Expect to see more of that come to Canada. And we're better placed in the Ebitty. So have you had any conversations with any of your neighbors? Absolutely. Um, I've got a very good network. I know, I don't want to say I know all these CEOs, um, but I have a relationships with these people. Um, they're all paying attention. There's nothing eminent, but everybody knows, again, everybody, they know who we are. They know what we're doing. They're paying attention. Right. So no, nothing specific, but you, you know each other. And at some point, you think you'll become interesting enough for, that, for them to come and have a conversation about taking you out. Is that what I'm hearing? 
when the time is right, there's no question that we will be attractive to somebody who produces and extracts gold. Right. No question. So, so okay. third go. So what do you need to look like to be attractive for the time to be right? What will your drill prove, results have to have told you or them? I need to prove tons and great. I'm sorry if I but, haven't been clear on that. My point is, but that's my point. There, there is there is no number. I mean, there is no magic number. I mean, the, the magic number in some people circles a million ounces. That's 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 not true. It's just a round number that people throw out. I mean, there's just too many factors for me to be specific. I mean, it's ultimately it's about margin, okay? And so they have to be they have to look and see, you know, what's the NPV? Can we make money? What's the capital costs? Uh, what's the continuity? What's the grade? The metallurgy? There's just too many numbers for me to be able to, you know, intelligently say it's a million ounces at 10 grams per ton. Well, sure, that's nice, but you know, the devil's in the details on that. What we need to prove is that we've got an ore body, okay, a, an ore body that has legs, has continuity, and and is strategic to these guys. And so, we're we're in the Kirkland Lake camp. I mean. There are already mines, you know, so Agnico Eagle is there. They're building out their upper beaver deposit. Alamos is there. They've got their Young Davidson flagship deposit. Kirkland Lake is there. You go across the across the border in Quebec, you've got all sorts of other people. So there are no, and then Yaman is coming into. So there are no shortage of people who are very skilled operators and mine builders. And that's how this whole industry survives. You do not want somebody like me building a mine. And quite frankly, those guys aren't necessarily known, or at least it's not their focus to do what the juniors do, which is to parcel together land packages, fight with other companies and go in the trenches and then de-risk it. Uh, the, the work that we do, the drilling that we do is very risky, okay, relative to what they do. Uh, when Kirkland Lake is allocating capital, they have, to, they have to justify it. And so right now they're mining 20 grams per ton, you know, in their face. Okay, so it doesn't necessarily, they know what that's, that's a very high ROI relative to their costs of extracting the margins. So are they going to take the high risk money, that money away from developing that and put it towards high risk? No, they're not because they get a better bang for their buck in doing what they're doing. They wait to see how it plays out. They're watching our drill programs. Um, it, you know, when the time is right, you know, I think all those companies will come in fast and furious. I really do. Okay. But that's just my opinion. Time will tell. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm not I'm not kind of, you know, here to give you a hard time about drill results, etc. The drills are so far interesting, right? Very, very, very interesting. But you're not a miner. Are you a developer? Because I guess the, the question I'm trying to ask, and these guys have been asking is like, Given that you know you're going to check out at some time, the point is, are you checking out as uh, an explorer and say, hey, since we hit 60 million market cap, that's a that's a good day at the office for us? Because oh, that's my I think thing. 60 million is not sexy to me. I mean, we're not in this to, to, to double our money. I mean, we're into me. We start getting interested at 10 times our money. Which is? Okay. Uh, to put to put things in well, what's our market cap? I don't know at a zero. Thirty million today. I mean, that, that's 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 when. Well, I think we're actually forty million. But uh, so at a, at a zero on there. Um, and uh, you know that's when we start to get interesting. That's when we start to get interesting is when we start to make ten times our money for our shareholders. People don't come into exploration companies like us for ten percent or even you know double their money. As you know, you can people have already doubled and tripled their money, but we haven't done our job. Our job is to you know nine figure sales point. And I'm not saying that's happening, you know, in 2020, obviously 2020, who knows? I mean, really what's going to have to happen is there's going to have to be this fervor, this M&A uh, 
frothiness has to come into the market for us to achieve those sorts of returns that we're after. I believe very much in timing. Um, we do not have any cash calls. We own our properties. We can sit back and wait and we will. In the meantime, we're going to develop our projects by drilling them out and then try and make ourselves attractive to the point. It's not just, and it's not just that I think I listened to the interview. We had a, you know, dressing things up. We're not trying to put lipstick on any pig. We are trying to develop and, and, uh, and define an economic ore body to the point where it's not just one person coming after us, it's multiple. Okay. And that's where we could really uh, make I, I remember that phrase too. Um, you are 30 million. And the point is 10 times that is a long way off. You're going to have to raise some. I'm just trying to give people here an idea of what's going on in your head at which point you're going to hold out to, right? Because that gives them an idea of timing because that's a long way between there and here at 30 million, right? You're going to have to raise more money. You're going to have to keep drilling. You're going to have to you know, keep getting lucky and you know, keep hitting those grades. So people are in this for a, a long ride before there's any kind of momentous exit plan from you. But in the meantime, you, you have to drive the share price through the drill bit. So that's fine, but I just need to understand where your head's at. Is that, is that a fair reflection of what you want to be? Um, well, I'm not sure if I'm entirely clear on the question, except that- No question, uh, it's a know. statement about your thinking about how, you, how long you stay involved with this company and therefore what it's going to take to deliver what you're defining as a successful exit, which is 10 times today's market cap. Well, you know, again, I'm not trying to um, prognosticate that we're going to be 10 times our market cap, but that's where my mind is at. I mean, that's just sort of a, a round figure of what uh, the investment capital looks for when they're investing into the junior world. It starts at 10, 10 times. You could make a lot more than that. Um, you know, but I'm not, you know, we're, how long is it going to take? Well, look, we're, we're here for as long as it takes. It's as simple as that. Um, there are way too many variables at play. I think for in order for us to achieve our goal, the macro has to play ball. Okay, so it's, it's a macro and a micro. The micro is our projects and our drill. And, you know, we're focused on that. We've, we're well financed to do that. The macro, I hope, happens in parallel. And, you know, I just don't want to sell in a good gold market. I want to sell in a great gold market. So that is our objective is, and we're, we're, we're fortunate because we have the capital that buys us time and time is our friend in this for the macro to come along, which I'm, I'm absolutely convinced it's coming, but I can't tell you when. Okay. I know you are, you work across a number of, of companies who are kind of interlinked. I'm talking, you know, Mustango, obviously, whatever you've got, 18% of that, 38 million market cap um, today. Um, can you just tell me about what they're doing? Just a little update, if you don't mind, on what they're doing, given that you hold such a meaningful position there. So Mustango, which we, as you said, we own 18%, uh, 18% uh, just began about a week ago its drill program on its Kirkland West project. Uh, that's the project which is direct, located immediately adjacent to Kirkland Lake Gold, Macassar. So we've got 10,000 meters uh, going there. We have, we, uh, we pulled the first hole out but we have no results. Uh, there's, uh, I think, about 30 drill holes going on to that, uh, onto that, uh, that project, and we'll have results coming out, you know, I would suspect by the end of the year. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, and what about Sorry, American? You know, obviously. Yeah, what about, you've also got American Eagle Gold uh, IPO, perhaps in the new year as well, because it's private at the moment, as I understand it. That's correct. So we own a, uh, I think it's 26% or specifically 10 million shares in a company called American Eagle Gold, which is uh, run by a gentleman by the name of Ron Stewart. Ron is it's not related to me, but Ron's a friend. Uh, he's the, the ex uh, 
a VP of exploration for Kinross, former investment banker as well, very well respected guy, uh, knows Nevada very well, and that's where American Eagle Gold is focused on. It's got an asset uh, called the Golden Trend right beside uh, Barrick's uh, Gold Rush deposit, which is a monster 15 million ounce deposit at 10 grams. We're right beside it. Uh, the idea, it's got a 43-101, we're all ready to go. Uh, the process is we're doing a plan of arrangement, which is the exact same uh, model structure that we use with QC. So our finder shareholders will be familiar with it. Uh, we get our, our, our listing, our distribution by dividending those shares out directly to our finder shareholders. So they get it, they get a dividend. And, and in parallel with that, we become listed on the Toronto Venture Exchange and we, we complete a, uh, a, a financing. We're looking to raise about $3 million for that company. The capital is available to us. Uh, all that comes together, that dovetails at the same time, as I said, you know, January, you know, maybe latest February 2021, that will all come together. And then Ron goes off and, and uh, invests in Nevada. Fantastic. Okay. Quite a, quite a few things happening for you um, by the end of Q1. Interesting time for all finders, shareholders. It's been a busy 2020. It's it's really been all out uh, across the portfolio. Ore Finders has exposure to um, all, obviously all three of these assets, uh, these physical land package, and that's our that's our bread and butter is the drill program. It's really that's where we can make you know ten times, a hundred times our money if we get that you know game changing drill hole. I mean that's why we're in this business. It's you know it's a lottery ticket. It, it has to be commiserate with the risk we take. Um, but Ore Finders has a very unique recipe in that it's really diversified itself by having this portfolio of equities, which can balance the risk, cover our downside to agree to a degree by having um, exposure in all these equities. So you, you never know where you're going to hit it in this business. And you, sometimes you got to expect the unexpected. So that's why I think Ore Finders is, is a really good investment proposition. It's a, it's a diversified um, company that actually, but is very focused at the drill bit at the same time. Yeah. Brilliant. Stephen, thanks very much for the update. Um, give us a call when you kind of get a few more drill results in, um, especially if you keep hitting those numbers. It'll be exciting times for you. Um, stay in touch. Will do. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.